freshness of the quality rise and you know they're going with them to every ball there. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Good evening, everybody. Welcome once again to the KCLR studios here in Kilkenny with myself, Martin Quiddy, for Come On Kind. This is season five. This is episode number eight. And I am, okay, I don't know why I'm delighted, but I am certainly joined by two formidable women. Anya Fahey is back from her holidays in the concentration camp, while Paula Dowling is coming in from Freshford. So, yeah, I have Anya and Paula in studio with me. I mean, we had synchronised gymnastics earlier on. We've had singing before we even started tonight. So, I mean, we're, we're, you know, is it a happy night? Hello, anyway. And that, Martin. that br- bottle of brandy there that we had earlier on is after settling in now at the stage. Well, Jesus, I wish I had brandy. I was nearly going to take up drinking at the weekend, so I was. Um, right, we're a bit, we're all a bit low, but anyway, we're we're okay a little bit. Oh, Bill can wait, and I hope he's listening because if he comes out and now he'll hear it as well. I don't answer phone calls during the podcast. Ladies, it was a very busy weekend of camogie around the county. Um, Paula was on predictions last week. I, wo- I wonder. Mystic Meg left her crystal ball at home last I week. I wonder how she went. Anyway, Anya, uh, Piltown Dixborough was playing in the league final, senior one, mm-hmm. in Tom Walsh Park last Saturday. I have to say, thank you so much to Shane Foley, one of our Carlo referees, our neighbours, for stepping in and helping us out when needed because the amount of matches going on last weekend and trying to get referees, I mean, we've even had to double up and triple up on referees trying to do games, but it was Dixborough who came away with the victory, 113 to 111, only two points in it in the end. Yeah, um... I suppose, listen, they're probably the two teams that are that have been on form throughout the league stage at the moment. Um, you'd have to wonder, was there a bit of shadow boxing going on um, for both teams, I suppose, you know, with the, the quarterfinals of championship only, you know, seven days later. Um, but nonetheless, a, a really good victory for Dixborough, another piece of silverware to add to the cabinet. Um, you know, I think both teams will be really happy to get a good, really good honest challenge before they go into the championship and I think that's what both teams would be really looking at and I you know obviously it's great to win great to win the league but I think Piltown would be certainly more focused on the championship going into this now but you know still um, a, a really good game for both teams to be getting It certainly was Paula did you get this one right? I did Good woman it goes seriously downhill after this <laughs> but I did say it was going to be a tight game I do remember saying that because I was sitting on the fence a lot but I did name the Cunningham Master with the guard to Dixborough yeah, She tends to sit on the fence an awful lot I know yeah. you didn't listen to last week but yeah she did I admit she, I admit I sit <laughs> on the fence but that shows you the standard of Camogie and Kilkenny at the moment that there's a lot of the games are quite tight so like I mean they could go either way I did say that Piltown would push Dixborough but again how hard are you going to push when you're playing seven days later or, yeah. or whatever in the quarterfinal so I suppose on that level Dixborough are probably very happy but I'm sure Piltown will have learnt a lot from that match mm-hmm. and um, like I mean there was only two points in at the end of the day so And I don't know who exactly it was but I believe one of the Piltown girls had to go off injured as well Um couldn't get a, a name on the, the report I haven't seen the referee's report yet for the name either but um yeah, victory for Dixborough. So Dixborough uh, crowned league champions for 2023. In the first of the Michaeling Motors Hyundai Senior Championship first round games, saw the meeting of St. Martins versus Barrow Rangers. And this was on in Freshford on 
Was it Saturday or Sunday? I don't know. I've lost track of it. I think we, I Saturday think, it was. There was three matches on, on Saturday. It, so was, it was a bit it was drowned, It was Saturday because it was pouring rain above in Freshford on and Saturday. And then it eased off, actually. Luckily enough, it did, it did ease off a bit then after it. But yeah. it was... Um, no, it was. It, it was indefinitely in Freshford. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I, I was a bit surprised by this result. No, not in a way that Barrow Rangers won it, but... Listen, how how much of a gap there seemed to be between the teams? Yeah, I don't know. St. Martins just didn't look like they clicked. And like, I mean, they were trying. I, don't get me wrong, every single girl on the pitch were trying. But, <coughs> sorry, they just didn't seem to click. Um, it's like it, there was 10, 15 minutes to go and they were going for goals. They should have yeah. been just popping their pines over the bar. It was a little bit of lack of composure. I would say from my perspective looking at it I left my notebook down in the car of course um, I was out taking several notes about it one for Barrow Rangers good to see Shauna Tracy back oh she was back. actually really good yeah. at centre back really was it's a more natural position mm. for her she looked she looked like the Shauna like she, her clearances were really good and measured she wasn't hitting big massive balls she was playing the spaces good interplay in between herself and Miriam Bambrick, Bambrick. Yeah. Now, Miriam Bambrick, and I'm going to get shot for saying this, but I don't care because I'm going to do it anyway. Miriam Bambrick is an outstanding uh, camogie player. You know that as well. Yeah. We've all seen her playing, yeah. but she intends to get too embroiled in stuff that she shouldn't be. Like, standing on the ball too long. I mean, she must have been penalised twice, I'd say, for trying to slow up the ball by the referee for doing things. Eventually, Stephen Dormer even was yelling in at her to cop on and play hurling, camogie, I won't use other phrases that was used as well, Like, but he could see it, um, giving out to the referees, like, you know, but when she played, it's majestic to look at her because she has the skill, she has the capacity to change games herself, but just if she, if she cut out the this I I call it the, the circus end of things, mm. um, and just play. She would be a fantastic player because you're dead right. Herself and Shauna did link up very well. And is it Ella O'Reilly? Am I right yep, in saying Ella that? Ella O'Reilly. That's yes. Ella is what under 16s. She was yeah. the under 16 county team this year and has come very, on in, very good in in leaps and bounds. And um, she's a fine player. She's a bit of a poacher. But that's what you want. Yeah, and, and I mean that in a good way because she, for such a young girl, she seems to know where the ball lands. I mean, I was at a match last night and I mean, everybody knows Jackie Terrell is whatever age he is. He was playing junior hurling last night. Centre-back, wasn't he? He was playing centre-back. But no matter where the ball went last night in Pilltown, Jackie Terrell was there. It was like he had a magnet. He knew exactly where the but ball was going to that's, go. That's just the ability to read the game. Correct. Right? Some players just have it naturally. Others have to work it and have to, yeah. you know, fine-tune it. But I think Ella is starting to get that because she was in the right places the other day when the ball came in, it bounced in around the square. She was there like a poacher and I think she got two goals if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Yeah. Look, that's part and parcel. And you know what I'm going to say about Marine Babendrick? I think it's the fact is that I would say definitely on Saturday the pressure was on Barrow Rangers. And in all honesty, you will do anything to win the match. Like, I mean, you would. And that's the type of player she, that she is. So I'd allow for the benefit of the doubt there. That's what I would say. Because that happens in I matches. know, but it can cost you games as well. It can. But now, like we, it we, we, we all know that Stephen Dormer, his great coach, can get a little bit hot-headed on the, the sideline. He will probably admit to that himself. Um, but I mean, when he's even roaring in and shouting at you to stop and play, like, you definitely know that you're nearly going a little bit too far. But when we're talking about Stephen Dormer, we have to talk about Orla Bambury. 
because mother of God Almighty. Oh, she's 21? Yeah. Lydia was even standing beside me in the stand in Freshwood the other day and she said to me, how old is that one? And I said, I really don't know. She said, I'm going to go out and ask her myself after the match because she was everywhere. Yeah. Literally everywhere. And we've said this several times the year they won the county final as well. She was player of the match in it. I mean, she, she reminds me a bit like Jackie Cheryl. She's able to read a game. She does simple things right. She's able to bring players into the game as well. And Barrow Rangers were definitely worth their, their victory in this one because it ended up 4-8 to 2-6. And the scoreline would suggest even the Barrow Rangers could have potentially won it by more. Yeah, like listen, Norma de Bambri, I suppose, has been such a pivotal player for Barrow Rangers throughout the years. And, you know, she continues to do so and she continues to be like, you know, their their main leader on the field. But yeah, that's a great result for Barrow Rangers. Very worrying for St. Martin's, I suppose, heading in now to a relegation semi-final. But, you know, Barrow Rangers were... They're, they're looking I suppose at their form from last year last year having their first year being up senior winning the um, they obviously they won round one last year and they were beating in, they were beating in a county quarter final last year so I suppose Power Rangers are looking at it that they want to go that one step further that they're building something they want to build on the success that they had from an intermediate level so listen I think you know fair play to them they got a great result they got the monkey off their back like everybody in round one they've avoided relegation and they've a, a qu- county quarter final to look forward to this weekend and then having the likes of Roshi and Breen there who yeah. are so dependable on freeze and things like that and they just have a nice spine and I do, do think um, what you call Shauna Trace's position is centre back Definitely, yeah. And like, I mean, she it's just about her delivery then of ball. I'm, I'm, was I'm really asking good. Madam Producer to join me. I left my notebook down in the car so you know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, we're talking about St. Martins and Barrow Rangers. Uh, the number 13 for St. Martins. Shauna Ruan. No, Shauna. Oh, sorry. Um, young Hazel Moore. She yes. was excellent. Yeah, Hazel, she was excellent. Hazel was brilliant. I have to say, for such a young girl, a burst of speed on her own, mm. Fahi. Um, she was like Usain Bolt going. No, 13 uh, was Ella O'Reilly. No, no for, for St. Martin's. Martin's. Oh, St. Martin's, sorry, was sorry. Hazel Moore. Oh, you got the, fo- the, the team sheets. Yeah. yeah, so that is Hazel. You're dead right. Shona Ruan, you said Ruan was number was 11. Number 14 was. Was she 11 or 14? Hang on, I'll tell you now in a second. Anyway, Shauna Ruan had a very, very good game as well. Katie Nolan was good in patches, but the Barrow Rangers... The ball was very poor in her, though. Like, I mean, they were sending in high balls. Correct, but right. I also, she was being marked... Like, Barrow Rangers had their matchups done very, very Edie, well. Edie O'Connor was stuck yeah. her. Stuck her. I mean, stuck her. But the ball that was coming in, at one stage, I felt like I was watching a, uh, an under-12 game. Sorry, Martin, you're ball. right. Shauna Ruan was number yeah. Yeah. 11. But the, at one stage I looked at it and all of the play, it was like everybody had gone to one side of the pitch. Yeah. And then on the other side. Now, I know the conditions were hard and everything. They were. But for the likes of Muckley, um, like at the other end of the pitch, our Rangers were keeping it wide. Yes. Whereas at the, the lower end, Muckley were crowding in around the goal. Whereas what they need, excuse me, what they needed to do was to pull it open. Because when you have the finisher, what happened is that Katie Nolan got the ball twice. When she was going through, because all of the Muckley players had come in around her, they should have pulled out and opened it up. And that's where she needed the space. Mm-hmm. You don't need more obstacles. You're playing to the back. Oh, Jesus, the back. We would love that. Come on, come on in. We'd like, you know, you're batting down the hatches and they're not coming in. Whereas at least if they had opened it up, she could have laid off the pass and they could have popped it over the bar. Yeah. And they went for goals probably too early. That's the only thing I would say to them. But like, I mean, Mucky, 
don't still have the ability like I mean they'll, they'll be up against it in their match yeah. but you don't just become a bad team overnight like you know that no, kind of thing you definitely don't but their backs played very well in stretches Paula they did alright I thought some of the backs played exceptionally well now and I wouldn't be at all biased <laughs> I know they 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 did, they did. in fairness they played like, but, very um, well. Our Rangers were certainly worth their um, their victory in the the match. That's that's a definite, and uh, they'll move on now into the quarterfinals, and we will find out who they are going to be playing uh, very very soon because the draw was done uh, last night, and I have to thank the brother for doing it for me because clubs were looking to see who was playing at what. So, um, in fairness, he done it for me. So that was done and dusted. Uh, the other senior quarterfinal that was played at the weekend was. Young Ireland versus St. Bridget's and St. Bridget's on you coming away with a four point victory in this one. Did you get that one, Paula? I actually had them both circled because I did say it was going to be a tight game but I went for Young Ireland's just based upon... Like, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm extremely shocked about that and this is absolutely... I've no disrespect to St. Bridget's. I would have highly fancied Young Ireland's to be within the top four of a, a county semi-final this year if I'm honest with you um, I don't know what happened them but that is an absolutely huge huge result for St. Bridget's I think that's going to give them serious serious confidence going into a quarter final um, just listen to reports coming back from the match they, they certainly did deserve their win and I um, just want to acknowledge actually um, there was a, a girl from Young Ireland who um, fell down during the match and um Fair play to Nicola Butler from St. Bridget's. She was the first one to notice and shouted at the Young Ireland's management team to come in and help her. Um, so fair play to Nicola for, for noticing that and thankfully the player is okay. At least we have players that's able to do that because um, there was another game that was going on the weekend as well. Mm. Uh, was that the game? Was Grace dealing with that? Was that one, yeah. Was that, that yeah, one? Grace yeah, Grace was at the match and she ran in. Yeah. Yeah, nice to see. You know, yeah. but you're, we really, have really the good to yeah, see. we have medical professionals, and it's great to be able to have them at games as well. Right, let's go to the other senior quarter final. Now you're talking about shocks. I have to say, I did not see this coming in any shape or form, and that is no reflection on uh, Clara or Conaghy. Albeit, the result is the wrong way around on the website. <sighs> <laughs> it is it's it's the wrong way around um, but Clara definitely won that game 8-8 to 1-4 massive result for Clara it's an unbelievable Huge. result for Clara I think people are probably looking at Clara this year and I suppose maybe looking at the amount of players that they had lost and I suppose the, the quality of players that they've lost they'd lost five or six you know main starters senior players so they were potentially looking at Clara a very new young fresh team coming in and how would they be able to I suppose deal with senior level I suppose you know they were in a county semi-final last year ran Thomastown really to to the to the the last the last couple of minutes in that county semi-final but then they've had like quite would it be fair to say a very mediocre league campaign but by god did they really keep the best for championship uh, Emma Shortle five goals she scored like, like, like I do think it is well as though we did say it last week and I did say it I remember saying it is that they had nothing to lose that mm-hmm. they, they they had to go out and, and let the shackles 
hang off and just go out there and give it 110%. And like, I mean, uh, Kira Ryan's supposed to have had a very good game as well. Mm. Rachel Whelan's supposed to be very good at centre back. Leisha Nolan slotted it back into the pocket. And by all accounts, from somebody that I know was at it, that Ashing Curtis did a phenomenal amount of work. Mm. And like, I mean, Ashing does do, yeah. she's honest. She's so honest. Like, yeah. she just give you 110. And I suppose, like, Connie, I know they had, they're down Danielle, but that is, she's amazing, a massive loss. I suppose she would be their leader in the in the forward group from that perspective. Even but still in the scheme of things, like, I mean, you have several players there. You still have Emma Moore Hall, you have Ellen Gunner, you know, who has uh, experience yeah. at inter-county level with the intermediates as well. Like, that is, that is a huge result for... Um, Clara. But if you remember when, when the, we were doing going through the different bits and bobs we were saying that um, we were surprised that Clara weren't producing the yeah. results. Yeah. So maybe it, it was that rebuilding process that they needed time to experiment and to find out what works best for them. Yeah. And like I mean considering as well as that you've taken account their forwards aren't giants. Mm. Yeah. It was a wet day. Yeah. Right? Or not even wet, but it had been wet. So the ground is heavy and still be able to produce those scores. Mm. So it makes the whole chapter very open. It certainly does. It doesn't. I know Chap Clear will certainly be very happy with a result like that, like considering the, the form that was going in it. Um, I suppose, let's be fair, um, the next game that we're going to talk about, I mean... I, I don't mean this disrespectfully to you either, right? Sorry, but Martin, I, I don't care. <laughs> I, I think I think even yourself, uh, you might have been fearful when the draw was done that Thomastown came out against yourselves. Um, you had previously beaten them in the league section of it. Now, we know that Thomastown has lost a lot of players, but as I was talking to someone in Thomastown before, they lost players last year as well, like, and they still went on and won the county finals. So... I don't know what's going wrong this year with Thomastown. They're certainly not firing on all cylinders. But congratulations, first of all. It's a great <coughs> victory for Tullerowen. Yeah. Um, 2-7 to 1-8. And it's not as if it was by fluke because uh, there's nearly two scores in that. Like So it's a great victory for yourselves. And well done. Yeah. I have to say, well, well done. It was. It was a great, like, I suppose, listen, to be honest with you, when we beat, when we beat Thomastown the first round out in the league, I suppose everybody in the county would probably say, you know, you know, Tullerone caught them on the hop or whatever the case may be. And I suppose the following two results didn't exactly bode well for us then after that. Um, but, you know, yes, I understand Thomastown have lost players. We've lost five. We've yeah. lost the the current Camogie um, player of the year out from injury. You know, we've lost um, Aideen Murphy three weeks before the first round of the league. Crucial as well. You know, we've lost players too. And, you know, it, it was, it was re- I think that's what was really riling a lot of us up was every, the talk was like, oh, Thomas have lost this person, they've lost this person. We've lost players. Every club in the I'm county has lost every players. Every club has lost someone, yeah. It, like, it happens every year. It's like a conveyor belt. Like, every club every year will lose players and you just have to get on with it and like we were well we were well worth our money yesterday we went out we focused on ourselves and ourselves solely and we produced the goods on the day and that was the main thing 
Plus the fact the future is very bright for you. Is it your mm. under 16 or your minor team as well? That there's, uh, I know you're mixed in, is with St. Anne's, you're mixed in with the Our minor, minors, but yeah. there's still a very good crop of girls that's yeah. there with yourselves. And, and we have a really good under 16 team coming up there as uh, yeah. well. Like, really, really good under 16 team as well. Um, a good, and like, we have some really good minors. Like, you know, I suppose we we're kind of looking at some of our players yesterday, and probably the players that really stood up were our younger players, were our minor girls. See, they have nothing to lose. Yeah. Their inhibitions, they go out, and sometimes it actually feeds the other the older senior players actually can feed off that it's yeah. like they're going out and they don't care who they're marking they no. just want to go out and play and that's the really important thing but the thing is as well is that I would say from having seen earlier on the season and versus in recent games the biggest thing is with all of these teams now and that's everybody that's left do you want to win? Mm. The it's desire this, has to yeah. be there you have you know, to have yeah. the desire you have to have the competitive edge you have to you have to want to be there. You have to not doubt yourself and go out and like throw caught in the wind and go give 110%. Mm-hmm. It's at that stage now. And if you have belief in the process of what you're doing within all of the clubs, all the clubs that are still there, if they believe in what they're doing and have faith in the people that are managing them mm-hmm. and faith in the players around it, that's when you'll get the results. Yeah, I think like, like, I, like I, can, I can only speak for ourselves. Like I think we've taken an awful lot of confidence from that victory. And I think, you know, and I know we had this conversation like, you know, why are you even thinking about relegation? But I suppose being in a round one, there is always that monkey on your back. There's something in the back of your there head. Yeah, yeah. in the back of your head that is really, really concerned about relegation. And I suppose that was one thing we were like, we're not going into a relegation semi-final. This is not happening. Like, you know, and again, I really, I don't mean this in a bad way to Thomas Sam, but like our thing was like, we are putting the county champions into relegation. And that was the, that was, that had but to be But you need motivation. You have to yeah, have something the, to push that, yourself. But that's what all, all clubs Correct. are doing yeah, now. Yeah. All yeah. clubs. And, yeah. I, and I can guarantee you when whoever's going out against Dixford and Piltown next weekend, they're going to be like, we want to beat the hot favourites. We are going to, we're going to knock the hot favourites out of this quarterfinal. That's what's going to happen. Like, let's be realistic. But I think, like, listen... You'd be worried if someone yeah. wasn't thinking that yeah. now, like, to be that's fair. That's the way people... Like, that's what I think everyone has to think. Like, and I think, listen, we're just absolutely delighted. We got a really, really good victory. Our girls played phenomenal. To me, Grace Walsh just dictated the game from full back. She is just... It's so lovely to watch her play. Neve Dowling was exceptional lads she was phenomenal oh. the day I even said it the, the day against Winga Piltown Piltown mm. if she had gotten more of the play she is yeah. and her pace yeah. and her reading of the game she just and like I mean from a Tyrone perspective you have a lot of players a lot of good players that would have experienced a different as an inter-county level mm. all the way up along and it's about I suppose getting that faith and belief yeah in them, yeah, and that doesn't happen overnight. You have no. to get them to buy into the yeah. whole thing, you know. Yeah, no, like, well, let's be fair. There's a bit of competitiveness now between Neve and I mean Killian is there as well. So I mean, I can imagine the competitiveness is going on at home there because they mm. would be two very fierce competitive players, and yeah. you can see why. Like that, you know, they, they probably drive one another on as well, mm. you know, which is fantastic to see. But I want to come back to your point just for a second about desire and the whole lot the couple of matches that I saw over the weekend myself because we were in different places the team that has the best work rate and works for one another 
and what I mean by work rate is because there's often the players Ms. Evanoni is saying this at inter-county level as well you have your players that is doing all the scoring for you which is great but there is a lot of players that's in the background you have your backs that's getting a little flick in to get a ball your forwards are then getting good ball in by your midfielders you have a lot of players doing a lot of work behind the scenes good work rate and that helps the team that lacks with their little bit of work rate or their work rate is not as good as the other team seems to be falling down a lot. It's, it's backing each other. It's having each other's back. It's that mentality of, well, if somebody's pushing somebody off a ball that you will go in and you'll give the support to them and you're there for to either get into the middle of the schmazz or you're there for the handoff. Yeah. And the other thing is that if a team at this stage has a fear of failure or a fear of losing, that's when they're going to get caught. Yep. So, like, I mean, that's, that's whereby... It's the small margins now from now on. That's what's going to come into play. It's a mentality of going out and the minute you cross over the line and I'm sick of saying you do not take a step backwards. Yeah, you have to go forward. That's the only way of doing it. Right. Um, I suppose that leads us then to the senior draw that was done then for the quarterfinals. And I'm just trying to... uh, Catch it here. My phone has been hopping here all night looking for fixtures and the whole lot. But the senior quarter final draw is as follows Piltown are going to take on Clara. Dixborough has been drawn against St. Bridget's. James Stevens will go up against Barrow Rangers. And Wine Gap is after drawing Tullerone. All of those fixtures are currently in negotiation at the minute. So we cannot confirm any of them till we sort out the venues which so I can like tell you is here in America I cannot confirm nor I deny those deny allegations confirm. yeah well I can tell you one thing trying to get pitches I mean between last weekend and this weekend now, has been a living the good news is a heat wave is on the way a heat wave is on the way it's going to be dry for the week so that's the first thing Okay. good we'll go with positivity I'm not in a negative zone at all today well I'm getting very close to it now I can tell you one thing the senior relegation semi-finals then has St. Martin's versus Thomastown I tell you one thing whichever he is going to call this fair play tea and the other one is going to be Conaghy versus Young Ireland right so <laughs> let's start with the quarterfinals Piltown and Clara first one up they played one another in the semi-final of the county championship last year it was at home in your place in Tullerone no, wasn't it? No, Thomastown and Clare played and Dixborough and Piltown. Sorry, Dixborough and Piltown yeah. played, yes. Um, I had it the wrong way around. But yeah, Piltown and Clara, two of them were in the semi-final, I yeah. should say, last year. Um, they're meeting in the quarter-finals this year. Paula and Anya, this is going to be fun now this week. I, I like when two of them are here, you see, because one of them will sit on the fence and the other will put her hand oh, up no, to her head. I'm, I'm a ready fraction. I'll be doing research. Oh, good, right. Oh, yeah. oh brilliant. We're, we're starting with Mrs. Murphy. Right, so which one are we on about first? Uh, Piltown and Clara. Piltown and Clara. I'm going with Clara. <laughs> Anya's going to go Piltown. I'm going see? with Piltown. I'm going with Clara. I told you. Right, why are you going with Piltown? I just think that Piltown are certainly one of the teams this year that are really, really on form. I think they're coming up under or through the long grass nice and quietly, going about their business, keeping to themselves. Yes, they got to a league final. Dixford bet them. Still think there was an awful lot of shadow boxing going on in that game there. I think Piltown, this is where we're going to, they're going to hit the groove now in championship and I think they're going to come out with a comprehensive win in this one. Mrs Murphy, why are you going with Clara? The reason I'm going I with Clara... I dictionary today. <laughs> she fucking swallowed it. Um, 
<laughs> well, if one is going to raise the whole tone of the organisation, one should talk appropriately. Personally, I would think that Clara shall be successful in their endeavours. <laughs> She's the khaki going oh like that. My God. So, yeah, no, the reason well, I'm for Clara is that I feel like they've thrown the shackles off. Yeah. We know they're a young team. They have nothing to lose going out. Not a single thing. And like, I mean, they don't have to worry about relegation. That's gone. Mm. Forgotten about. And imagine if they're actually starting to build momentum. I just have a feeling. I'm not saying it's going to be a comprehensive win like somebody else says, but I do think that Clara can catch Pilton. Okay, so one going for Claire and one going for Paul. Uh, for I was going to say Paula for uh, for Pilton. And since you're going posh, so I know Trisha's going to Jamaica. So I'll go Jamaican man. Yeah, <laughs> losing might as well. <laughs> right, second quarter finals then has last year's runners up Dixborough again. Anya's surprise packets Saint Bridget's beating Young Ireland. So I'm going to start with you this time because Paula got picked first the last time. So who are you picking, Mrs. Farrell? Do you know what? Anytime she says this now, we can look out. She's just stealing me. She's wiggling her fingers. Right. As mo- like, okay, I think the result, I think, I think St. Bridget's beating Young Ireland. I think that's going to give them the amount of confidence in the world. If anybody is going to catch Dixborough with, I now, I suppose with the type of players with the type of players that St. Bridget's have and the type of players that, that Dixborough have, they're quite similar in the fact that they're all, they're quite young. Then you have the experienced, they're very versatile, they're fit, they're constantly running. I do think St. Bridget's will put it up to them, but I just can't see anybody coming past Dixborough. Here's where she tried to talk herself out of it and go with the opposite. So yeah, I right. know. I oh, know, I'm going with St. Bridget's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, I've, I've been thinking about this, right? Well, so all one the way, has all to be right. Way, I would all love the way to see St. Bridget's right? win. I really yeah. would. All the way up along, right? That's St. Bridget's girls. Mm. They're all quite young. Yeah. But they have always been tight margins in between Dixborough and themselves. Mm. And they, a lot of the time they've come out on the winning side. They have nothing to lose again. No. I'm going for the underdogs, maybe, you would say. But I just have a feeling that they will push on from that win against Young Ireland. Yeah, I think that's now, a huge it, it'll win. be, again, They're going. all the matches are going to be tight. She has all the yeah, I'm, I'm not sitting on the fence anymore. I'm free falling. Do me a favour, go over to Lock Boy and bring over Father O'Shea over here and tell him to bring the holy water because I think I'm going well, to need it. I just, I just tell you, and I wouldn't, I'm, I just have a feeling that they could just sneak it. I think it'd be great for Camogie. Now, again, that's no disrespect to Dixborough at all, but I'd love to see four different teams. But well, I, I don't. Th- I don't think it's going to happen. It'd be great for Camogie in general, but um, like I just have brilliant. a feeling. Right. Okay. So Anya is going for Dixborough, and Paula is going for St. Bridget's. James Stevens versus Barrow Rangers. Mrs. Murphy, I'm going to start with you first. I'm going Barrow Rangers. <laughs> 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 Are you laughing at? I know that because she's thinking she was going to go for Barrow Rangers first and now she's wondering whether she's going to stick with the same prediction that you're after making <laughs> or whether she's going to go with James Stevens. Now the reason, the main reason I'm going with Barrow Rangers is that having seen both teams, I've only seen both of them once, but what I liked, I suppose, from a Barrow Rangers perspective is that they backed each other. Mm. They want to win. Now it might be pretty hurling all the time, but they really want to win. And when they won on on after the match on Saturday, you know they were going out and it was like okay, and you could hear all the time. Right, what time are we train at? They're they've moved on. 
There was no like basking in the glory having, you know, gotten over that or whatever. It was like, wait, when are we training? So they were very focused on it. I do think that it will be again another tight game. It's brilliant that the games are all going. I mm. think they all will be very tight. Yeah. But I just have James Stevens have phenomenal players. Really good. But the Barrow Rangers backs were really good, I thought. Mm. They are so tight. And that's the one thing that'll strangle James Stevens is mm. that if you hold their forwards that's when you're going to catch him. So I just think on that level, just on that reason alone, I would say I wouldn't be surprised if James Stephen won it, but I'm just going with Barrow Rangers. Yeah, I think having seen Barrow Rangers on Saturday, their backs are very aware of where each other is. They're able to pick the from the goal out, they're able to pick a player to pass it to. They know where someone is going to be. Now, whether it's trained, whether they do it in training or what, I don't know, but they were very sharp. Mm, I don't know. I just that's just from my own. I just feel that the Bar Rangers backs will hold the James. James yeah, they're very solid. They are very solid. Very solid. Right. So Mrs. Murphy is going for Bar Rangers. Mrs. Farrell. Don't oh, give me that look. Uh, do, 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 do. Get off the fence, Anya. Oh, you get I'm splinters. I have to say, Mrs. Murphy is very decisive this evening. It's not like her at all. I'm going to go with James Stevens. <laughs> Just gonna go against you, <laughs> Jesus, lads! I tell you, no, I, 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 like, I just think when it comes to James Stevens, I totally get what you're saying about Bar Rangers, and I'm in full agreement of it. But I think when it comes to the latter stages of the latter stages of championship, this is where James Stevens know how to win. They've been competing in junior, intermediate. <laughs> county finals county semi-finals for the last five years and I know we're listening to this the whole time but they do have a record of it and they do have this momentum built and I think I think they're going I think that's probably going to be the closest encounter of the weekend that's a big call with the amount of matches is down there right close encounters is the third guy well we obviously know because <laughs> at senior level at senior level yes. right she's going to vote for her own club because obviously you're not going to go against your own club. <laughs> Mrs. Murphy, who's going to win the game between Wine Gap and Tullerone? She'd have to, all now, I've seen a bold play, but you'd have to go at Wine Gap. Um, I suppose looking at them, um, they have quite a physically strong team. They're strong down the middle. I do wonder about the positioning of some of their players. Um, you know, centre back, full back. You know, pushing out a bit far, out a bit further. Michaela would probably play her out further. You know, that's just my own personal thing, I suppose. But I do think, again, if Tullerone get their heads right and go out with the attitude that they have nothing to lose, they can put it up to them. But you'd have to just slightly marginally go in favour of uh, wind up. Well, I get a vote in this one because Anya doesn't get to vote. Vote away. And guess who I'm voting for? Tullerone. I'm going to keep the thread going because I mean some of us is going to be right so I mean So you're just hedging your bets I love it (laughs) Plus the fact she's nearer to me so (laughs) the fist could fly anyway if I didn't Look look, like you'd love I would love to see I just for the changing up and changing the garden to see different teams coming through but Tullerone have been senior how many years are you senior now? Since 2016 Since 2016 Mm -hmm. so like I mean it's about time that break was made and, and to push forward and you have a lot of young players coming through mm. and I actually think that could probably stand to you slightly because 
they've nothing to lose. They're going out and it's it's all new. And I, I suppose what I would say is if he have learnt enough from the last day he played them, then because they got to play them. Oh no, you did. Don't know. It's Piltown. I keep yeah. getting Piltown mixed up. No, but if you can, it's it's about going out and just giving it one hundred and ten. I suppose I'm going to have to get a little jingle going here shortly, just to announce her her royalness coming in. You know, because it's just like a a wave coming, and she slams well, and sits. I'm delighted that you're acknowledging my importance in the whole thing. That's just marvelous. No, I didn't say it was important. I just <laughs> said like to announce you coming in. Then you know, have you got that music, the Queen of Sheba? I ha- I have to say I agree. <laughs> with Martin I do think that Tullerone probably would be considered as being in bonus territory at the minute because you know the, the oh. <laughs> well, you well know. I just I just went for Tullerone because Paula went for wine gap and just to even things up a little bit but like, like you, they had, you had a good win yesterday it's not going to do you any harm and like we said about some of the matches last week when tails are up anything can happen and that's the big thing it is yeah. that will to win and sometimes lads it's harder to learn how to win than it is to, to lose. lose. Yeah. To seal off the games and close it down. And like, I don't care. At the end of the day, the only scoreboard that will matter is the one at the end of the 60 minutes. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter whether you've won by one well, point. Well, actually, it's, it's not the scoreboard. It's the referee. It's the referee. It's the little black notebook. Okay, well, the little and black book. you can book. take the knife out of me back but, now on you, thanks. <laughs> but even the little black... Jesus, like, you're really getting it tonight altogether. I I, that's, but that little black book... Very unfair. It doesn't matter whether you've won by about 30 points or by one point, you're the winner. Exactly. Yep. Right. Relegation time, the dreaded word, it's back. St. Martin's and Thomastown, Anya, I'm going to start with you. Who would have ever thought it? These teams have been contesting county semi-finals in the past. I don't even know if they play in a county final against one another potentially at uh, some stage in yonder years gone past. But they're now in a county relegation semi-finals somebody could potentially out of those two teams be going back to the intermediate grade yeah it's a serious you know any of the teams that are in relegation listen nobody wants to be there um, but it's it's going to be it's going to be two very very tough games I suppose for the first one Tomstown St. Martins I don't know like I just don't think things are clicking well in Thomastown at the moment. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with St Martin's on this one for the win. Paula, do you agree? Do you know what? I'm on my fence again because right, looking, so I'm, I'm looking get, I'm at getting the chainsaw or the wand seal or whatever <laughs> to try and get you down off it. Yeah. Well, hold on now. I did a lot of parachuting there for the first four, so I have. I am allowed to sit in the fence for a minute, catching my breath. But in between the two of them, I actually think both of them whoever gets their heads in the right place because mm. they're both well able to hurl right but if you're going to go out with a defeatist attitude or whatever and what these have to remember is that when you're going out to play I think a lot of players forget that that you're representing your club which is great but you're representing all those underage players that are seeing you training and bring it up along and get them to focus on the fact that you're doing this because it's 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 you know, the pride and honour of the parish and to get that mentality into it. So I don't know. I really don't know. Looking at both, I suppose we'd have to probably go, I didn't see Thomastown. So I don't know. I did see St. Martin's. So um, I just don't know. St. Martin's did not produce it. They're capable of doing way better than they did against Bar Rangers. But Bar Rangers the countdown clock is on. <laughs> tick, tick, um, tick, tick. Oh, it'll be a draw and go to extra time. Oh, and holy who's God. Win? Who's going to win extra time? You can't have... Penalties. 
Yeah, we still have to have a <laughs> I've winner. I've got the penalties. Sudden death. Uh, on that case, you probably go are coming for... Up. I'd go for Thomastown if it goes to goalkeepers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Look, I'll go with Thomastown just to I be the absolute one. I see a pattern coming here for the night. Right, let's move. Uh, did I do Conaghy in Young Ireland? No, I didn't. No. Conaghy in Young Ireland. Who did I start with the last time? I started with Arnie the last time. Yeah. Paul, I'm going to give you the choice this time first. Yeah, I'm sort of like you'd be surprised by Conaghy. I wasn't surprised when I heard Clara won, but I was surprised by the margin. Um, and Connie will have a big job to dust themselves off and to get their heads in the right place like it's a quick turnaround they're not as bad as that they obviously yeah. did, had a poor day at the office which can happen to any of us so based upon that the Young Ireland's game seemed to be a bit more tighter mm. um, so I will go with Young Ireland's just on that basis alone Mrs Farrell uh, yeah I'm going with Young Ireland's as well we have agreement on two in a row Janie <laughs> Mac what's going on here no I am and I'm going with Young Irons that I think Young Irons be very 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 hurt um, from losing to St. Bridget's I think that this is not obviously this is not where they had a vision and a plan of being at the start of the year and I think to me it's probably one of the bigger shocks for relegation if I'm honest yeah, well, it's certainly uh, somebody is going to be in a relegation final and I wouldn't like to be picking them. Ye certainly have. Right, we're going to move on to the Shaw's Department Store Intermediate Championship Games. First one up on my list is St. Clair's and Dane's Fort. One twelve, St. Clair's, 313 Dane's Fort. I'm, I'm in mourning. Told you so. That was, very, that was very blunt. I got right. Told you, like they don't. They, Hold on, they, I'll, I'll get the ticker tape and the the old party poppers there and the, stree, and the <laughs> I streamers right. and, I I, and I can I come down there. Right. But the reason being, as I said, you they had won the all county league, yes. right? You don't just become a bad team overnight. I said they'd be waiting. You they did say that. Like yeah. they were going to be like a wounded puppy in the corner, ready to come out fighting, and they came out and they fought. So I, I mean, I thought it might be even. I thought there'd be going to be a point or two in it. I think what was in it? Four points. Uh, 3.13 to one twelve, which would be two goals and points. five points isn't it two goals and a point seven points yeah Yeah, which I'm surprised I thought it would be a bit tighter Um, I just you know and I I, I sort of thought it would be maybe a point or two in either way but I knew there would be a kickback from Dan Swartz on that level yeah well one way or another anyway I'm, my team is gone so Dane's fourth march on to the quarterfinals. Emeralds St. Anne's versus Carrick Shock. We have no result. Why have we no result? Because unfortunately, the match had to be abandoned 12 minutes into the second half due to an injury to one of the Emeralds St. Anne's players. Thankfully, the player herself seems to be doing well today. Um, but obviously, it had to be abandoned because the ambulance couldn't get there 45 minutes which the rule is you know if it's not dealt with within 45 minutes the match has to be abandoned so that now goes and has to be replayed when that's going to be well that's up for debate at the minute uh, moving along to the second one of the intermediate games and this is Glenmore <coughs> and Mullinavash the neighbouring clubs went up again one another did you get this right? I got this one right too. <laughs> <laughs> Something wrong. Do the last yes, really yeah, yeah, Glenmore 412, Mullinavash 213. 
Yeah, great was, win for Mullen or for Glenmore. But sure, there's great. There's a lot of work being done down there. Yeah. I think with underage and coming up along and all that as well. And I suppose Mullenavat have such a proud history. Um, but I suppose there seems to be a little bit of a wane there at the moment. I know they're trying to get girls through, but it'll take a couple of years, um, and maybe it's just a bridge too far. Well, as Anya was saying earlier, I mean, there has been a mass exodus just there, like yeah. completely. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I, they have been really depleted uh, so far this year, and things haven't been going very, very well. And you look at, um, I can't remember the exact uh, year it was, but they played in the Leinster senior final against uh, Shell Maliers, St. Ibers, I think the same day that he played in the Leinster final, if I'm not mistaken, back in 2015, because he won the club. If I'm not mistaken, it was a double header that day in Nolan Park and he played Moishal. Was it Moishal? Yes, it was. The rain, the fell out yeah. of the heavens that yeah. day. And the the St. Ibers that day. Um, and you look at it eight years on from that mm. and they're potentially looking at going to from intermediate back to junior yeah it, it would be a huge shock for shock for Mullivat but I think like I think when we look at this 12 months ago where was our fear you, you could kind of see it coming a small little bit yeah but with Glenmore we thought with Glenmore though we were very very concerned yeah. for Glenmore so whatever Glenmore have done in the of the course over the last twelve months, fair play to them. They deserve a huge clap on the back. Um, they have now got a team into. They've now got a team that I suppose last year. Let's be realistic. Let's you know if there was relegation last year, they would have been in relegation. They would have been potentially relegated back down to junior. Um, and they have literally managed to regroup themselves. They've had a very good league campaign. They've had a great first round victory over their, their neighbours who we've mentioned who have a, a serious history, a very proud history of Camogie, who have been very dominant through the senior level for so many years, have found themselves now in a transition period and you know who knows what's going to happen over over the coming weeks or the weeks or that. But I think you have to give your hats off to Glenmore. That's a brilliant, brilliant result for them. It certainly is. And I mean, from as we say, where a team they were last year to getting four goals and twelve points, mm. especially. Um, you know, I did see them against the Roarness League. I did say they played well. Yeah. If they eradicated some of the mistakes that they were after making that day, they'd have been a lot closer. It's obviously coming together at the right time for them. So they will certainly be a team to be looking out for. In the other intermediate game then, it was the meeting of Ballyhale Shamrocks versus Liz Downey. Now, what a scoreline in this one. There was only literally a point in it. Got it wrong. I went for Liz Downey. Yeah, but you weren't far behind. 4-9 mm. Ballyhale, 3-11 to Liz Downey, or 21 points to 20. Victory for Ballyhale. Uh, that's it's a killer. Like uh, to lose is a nightmare, but to lose by point is mm. a killer of one. It's a rotten Fair to one. Be bet by ten. Then. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. But then again, I suppose Liz Downey had been going well, um, mm. so I was I was based upon that. But Ballyhale, they have players like yep. I mean you're you're looking at it, and I suppose it's just I know they had a rocky start to the season. They you know took them a while to get management together and things like that, but they really have put it together, and like I mean that's a good win. 
And as I said, when you're into a qu- when you're into a quarter final, it can be anybody's game from now on in. It certainly can, but mm-hmm. I mean that that scoring is just uh, it's unbelievable. But I the day that I done Ballyhale and Glenmore, like the as I said to you, some of the older crew that was there, they were playing very very well, and you mix that in with the younger crew that they have as well. Nice balance and a nice mix there. So Ballyhale is certainly as Anya is always talking about the teams in the long grass. They could be a team that's certainly hiding well into yeah. the long grass there. Mm-hmm. So uh, one to look out for <coughs> oh god excuse me right Roarness League versus O'Loughlin Gales in the Intermediate League final this one was victory for O'Loughlin Gales over the Roar 310-17 the Roarness League last year's runners up in the county final hampered a bit by the sending off of one of their players I think after 10 minutes in the first half which certainly didn't help the goal that O'Loughlin's scored in the first half as well um, was a bit of a calamity of errors I suppose if you want to call it this hit off Emma Cavanagh's hurl she uh, blocked it in fairness it went up in the air it came off the crossbar it came down and ended up in the net then as well so you know uh, I suppose anything that couldn't have went right for the Roarness League certainly didn't but on saying that O'Loughlin Gales played very very well two of their star players that we were always talking about they were to the four again and we're mentioning them every week but they're so good Laura Murphy and mm. Laura Green unbelievable now there was other players around don't get me wrong but yep. the two of those they really just did stand out um, head and shoulders above uh, a lot of players that was there but I think they'll all be disappointed in this one yeah, I suppose, listen, it would be nice for them to to get a bit of silverware into the cabin before they go into the quarterfinal stages. But I think you have to, you know, give credit there to O'Loughlin Gales. They certainly have proved that they are serious contenders this year. You know, Laura Green, as you said, we've been mentioning her so much this year throughout the whole inter-county season. How she didn't get a soaring star is beyond me. Seth and Paula was talking about this last yeah, week. I just I I I genu- I just don't understand it. Um but yeah, that's a that's a great victory for O'Loughlin Gales. They'll be delighted with that. Which brings us to the draw for the quarterfinals. Except I'm going to start with the relegation semi-finals just to mix things up a little bit. First up, we have Liz Downey versus St Clair's. Paula I'll give you the start on it because the Liz Downey are the neighbours up there no, with Freshford. Liz Downey played St. Clair's last year in the under 22 two final yeah. in Liz Downey. And, and that was a fairly tight affair. I t- I was, uh, there wasn't a lot in it in no, the end. There and it was a very, it was a very competitive and tight affair. Yes. Yep. So I would think, I just have a feeling that Liz Downey will be very much up for this. I just have a feeling and I remember um, yeah I just have yeah I actually yeah they'll definitely be up for it we now I'm not saying St. Clair's won't we be we know they'll be up for it alright yeah I'm not saying St. Clair's won't but be but you're going for Liz Downey to win and I would one? actually think yeah I, I, I oh Jesus yeah we'll go with Liz Downey ok Anya do you agree yeah I do I I I I'd love to see Liz Downey win this. I do. I don't think they. I can listen. No teams. No team deserves to be relegated. Um, but I would certainly love. I would certainly love to see Liz Downey at um staying up intermediate. I really would. Um, and I think that they could. Did they play each other earlier on the start of the year? Liz no, Downey and St Clair's. I don't think so. I could be wrong. But in the league. No. No, they didn't. 
Are we sure? Yeah, because they weren't we we played. Oh dude, sorry, it was Liz Downey and Liz Downey yeah. Moon Coin. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm going to I'm just going to slightly give the nods to um Liz Downey on this one. Uh knew it because they were in different groups. Uh St. Clair's played Emerald St. Anne's. Yeah. They played Dane's Fort and they played St. Lacton's. Yeah. Okay. No, they didn't meet in that one. Well, I'm certainly going to go for my own team because I think if you're going to pull it out of the bag Now's the time, the time to do it, to do it. Yeah. yeah and uh, stand up and fight and uh, try and keep your, your spot as much as possible albeit it's not the end of the world there's still one other game to go it is a semi-final but you don't really want to be competing in a, a relegation battle either to final to see where you're going to be staying um, I suppose we can't really do the other relegation game because this depends on the replay between the say Carrick Shock and Emerald St. Anne's game because the loser of that game is going to be playing Mullen Levat in the final so potentially that is going to be either Carrick Shock or Emerald St. Anne's and either way if it was a Carrick Shock Mullen Levat local derby I mean they were joined with one another at minor level for a few years mm. neighbouring parishes that's down there as well that would certainly be a tough one to call and we can't call it because we don't know who's going to be playing who a bit like the Roar and Astig versus Emerald St. Anne's or Carrick Shock the winner of that game will be playing the Roar and Astig in the quarter final they're a bit in limbo at the minute the Roar because they don't know what's going to happen with that game we don't know what's going to happen with the replay yet either but what we can do is move on to the next one that is O'Loughlin Gales versus Glenmore Glenmore will certainly be in bonus territory here Anya can they keep the good record going against our city neighbours across the road here from us in Johns Park or is it going to be a one way traffic and O'Loughlin Gales going forward to the semi-final yeah I think you're looking at O'Loughlin Gales getting to a semi-final here I think that they're they've certainly proven that they have enough in the tank to do it um and I think that they're going to have a serious amount of momentum built after last weekend's victory. I, I can't, I, I can't really, I, I think O'Loughlin's been a final. Ooh, that's a big statement. Mm. That's if a very big statement. That's the first big statement you've made all night. All year. Because <laughs> no, I, you've made a couple of other we definitely yeah. haven't said who's going to win any finals You haven't finals said who's going to win it. No, no. Yeah. Those envelopes. We should do, we should do envelopes. We haven't we seen We haven't done. Oh, I was. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Fuck's sake. Yeah. I'm, I'm using the one will to live today, lads. Because she took me thunder and now I have to go and now recess my oh, bloody thing. Please have your thunder back. Sorry. Right. Well, I was going to go for Glenmore anyway. Of course you are. Do I have to go back now and edit that or do I have to be like Sky Sports um, when Shane Larry was at it all day and beep it (laughs) and uh, apologise for the use of language that was used. Apologies, apologies, apologies. Oh, holy sweet mother of God. It's just as well. I can't say that. You can. It's just as well it's a podcast, so we're all right. Right. As I said, I'm going for Glenmore. And the reason being, I suppose I have seen a lot more of Glenmore we would have met him a lot at underage over the last couple of years <coughs> they have a lot of fine young players coming up and I just think they have pulled together a right mixture in between maturity and younger players and um, anybody to put up a score like that at the weekend I still think it's going to be tight um, I do think that they'll have to Really, whoever wants to win this the most, and no, Lachlan's are very competitive at the moment. They are really on 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 the game. But like, I mean, if you're going to catch one of the favourites for the intermediate championship, now is the time to catch him. 
it certainly is. The next game, Paula won't be voting on this one because her own club is involved in it. This, I, I'm actually muting herself now here for a moment. Anya Farrell, this is probably the mouth-watering toy of the intermediate championship so far. St. Lactons have been drawn against Danesfort. It's a battle and a half it's going to be. The question is, out of the black and amber jerseys, who is it going to be? What's going to happen there? Do you have to change jerseys? There's a rule with regard to jerseys. Uh, the Camogie Association was tried to change, but um, in the Camogie Association, it hasn't club changed. Is though it is still the longest established club, and the established club is the club that is not formed new. So it's the oldest. So if you were formed in 1903 and you disbanded and you didn't play and you came back again in 1984 or five, and you're playing a team that's there and they're in since 1983. They're the oldest established club because it's from where you went in second because we had this row before and they changed it at uh, Congress. They did change the the wording for the establishment. Mm. So it is the longest established club, but it's not from when it was formed originally. It's from when that team was last established. So if they came back in, if they went away for a while, they didn't have a team and they came back at a later stage, it's the later date then that becomes the established date. So... It, it, it might sound a bit confusing the way yeah. I'm explaining it but basically whoever is the longest consecutive running club they're the ones that kids to keep their jerseys interesting which I think at this stage is Freshford I think it's St. Lacton's if I'm not mistaken I cannot confirm or deny that comment <laughs> Because she doesn't know herself. <laughs> I do know who we are, yeah. Well, um, it's, it's, I think it's, it is anyway. It's, it's, um, yeah, it is. Yeah, listen, anyway, on, yeah. it's going to be definitely one of the games, uh, one of the intermediate games of the weekend, personally, I think as well. Um, but I think you have to look at uh, Danes Ford. Yes, they had... Um, a very, very poor league campaign, but they've got their act together. They won an all-county league. Whatever they did, they had to get done. Um, I highly fancy Danesfort in this one. Do you? Sorry, Paula. I do. And listen, I have to go home and live in Freshford now, so like, I'll probably come out to my car in the morning and my tyres will be slashed, the wind's broken my house, the whole lot. I respect <laughs> your opinion. I'm not... like I mean, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Yeah. Um, but, like, I mean... You just have to go out and, and and look. It'll be a very it'll, it'll be a very competitive game. That's what I think. Mm. One way or the other. Yeah, know? I think so. I think so. Well, I'm going to put all my chips into the centre. Of course you are. I'm going for Freshford. I'm going for Saint Lactons because I've seen them playing last year um, against Mullinavat because they were two very very good games. So they were they were excellent games. Was that last year or the year before, P? Last, was last, last year, year, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Look, to be realistic, we've one of the smallest panels. You have no intermediate. You have young. You have young players as well. You have you have very young players on it. I mean, there there's some of them that's you know they're minor, they're um, they're greenhorns, and I mean that nicely because you know the, I suppose they're not being involved in the cut and trust of championship yet. So this is going to be a learning experience for them. But Saint Lactons, a bit like Mullinavat has form they are an excellent team they are proud you know <laughs> so I, I don't know uh, Paul, or Oni might be going with Danes Ford I think this is going to be St. Lacton's by a point that's my prediction 
Okay. I don't make many predictions, but I'm going with this one. Yeah. No, I think it, it is going to be a really, really good game. Um, I just feel like with Dane's... And I'm all right because I have the bulletproof. <laughs> yeah. I, I, just, I just feel like with Dane's fort, in this regard, I think that they... Listen, they were obviously extremely disappointed with their league campaign and I think that they proved that in the first round of the championship. They're hurt and they mean business now. Yeah, well, I'm certainly the chips are in with me, and now that is it. Right, where am I going to next? Uh, kind of belly hail, Paula. I'm going to start with you before I get a fit of coffin explosion. Yep. Um, do you know what? Moonkine have been it's it's how could I say? I feel like they need to pull it together they have the players but just don't seem to be producing the results that we know they're capable of um, again like they have some really really good players but don't seem to be able to get it on the scoreboard with their forwards like they have a strong back unit and don't seem to be getting the conversion rate up front so if they can get their conversion rate together I would have to fancy them against Ballahale Anya, do you agree? I do agree. I'm going with Moonkine in this. Oh. Yes. Oh, yes, really? I, I I like Moonkine. I'm going with Moonkine. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Sorry, just check. <laughs> the producer is right like, That's not underestimating. It, it, All it, of these matches are going to be tight, lads. Yeah. There's no point in, in all this BSing about it. They are going to be so tight because Ballet Hill have... A good mixture of youth and experience coming through there as well. And like, I mean, they have, like, in all honesty, after their win last at the weekend, I was sort of surprised because I had gone for Liz Downey. I did say it would be tight. But again, there's a lot of work being done there at underage mm-hmm. and they're starting to come through. So that's why I'm saying, again, I'm going with McCoy, but I wouldn't be surprised if Ballyhale managed to mm-hmm. sneak it. And it's a local derby as well. Like, you know, two South teams coming up against each other. Like, you know, it is. It's going to be. It's going to be a close one. I. I just. I don't know what it is. I. I like I. I like Munkine. I've liked them last year as well. Um. I just think that they're going to just edge it out. Edge it out. Okay. So the two years in agreement with that one. Um. Your own clubs are not involved in this one, so I don't have a vote. I'm staying neutral on this one. Uh, where am I going to next? I'm going to the G- Premier Junior League final that was on at the weekend and this is John Locks Bennett's Bridge up against Greg Namana. Great to see Greg Namana in the final. Uh, where are the producers just had to tell me you're going to be getting no spuds of John Crowley I'd say this week. Although you might get him often. You wouldn't know yet. Uh, John Locks Should we pick for Moonkind? Should we pick Moonkind? That's why. We wanted spuds. Oh, sorry. I didn't <laughs> sorry. I'm just I should read here. these fucking bits of paper before she starts putting them over in front of me lately, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, are, you tr- are you trying to get me in trouble with Curly Crowley I'm down there? I'm shocked that the two of them are in agreement. <laughs> but so sure. Anyway, um, can I move on to the, uh, the two... Um, experienced people here in the room that you know uh, John Locks Bennett's Bridge and Craig Namana uh, Premier Junior League Final John Locks Bennett's Bridge coming away with victory 213 to 1-3 mm. as I was saying great for Greg Namana to get to the final they will be probably though disappointed with that result yeah, I think so. But I suppose, listen, isn't it great that they're there, as you said, um, in a final? I suppose if you probably said to them back a couple of months ago that they were going to be in a league final, they'd have taken their hand off with their, your hand off with it. 
it was always going to be a tough task, I think, coming up against John Locks, Bennett's Bridge, who I think are going to be heavily favoured for, um, you know, a junior county championship this year. And not a huge, huge score raked up there as well. Um, you know, it, it's it's no big surprise, to be honest with you. Uh, but I think Greg Namana will be certainly, they've probably learned an awful lot more from that game than John Locks, Bennett's Bridge did. Well, the, I suppose the the scenario for both of them um, is that they're into the knockout stages already mm. of the junior championship. That is working a week later because obviously they're waiting for the first teams at senior intermediate level to play their knockout game, which is coming this weekend. Uh, so the junior will be played a bit later. There's one junior game that is on this weekend, and that is Blacksham Heights versus Pilltown. Um, that is in the first round of the championship. Pilltown's second team against Blacksham Heights first team how do you see this one going this is just round one is it yep first round championship yep I'm going to go Pilton I'm going Blacksham Heights there. No, no, no. Look, Bax and Whites have a small cohort there. Yeah. They don't have a lot, but they have some fine players down there. You know, and again, it's going to be attitude with regard to this. You know, an application. So that's why I just, I, I just have a feeling that Blacks and Whites, if they can get themselves organised, they should just barely get over the line on that. Well, they certainly do. Um, Right, I suppose, unfortunately for Anya, it's our first night back as well. Um, the team of the year is still going. Yes. That's definite. Yes. However, the black toy event is gone. Yes. Unfortunately. <laughs> I'm I'm actually so sad about it. It's yeah. um, it's unbelievable. Um, however, we're going to throw something out there to you because obviously when it comes to All-Ireland time, uh, clubs get involved and... You know, they like to help out, etc. So we're going to throw this out here because we usually do the radio quiz when it comes to All-Ireland time. And we're thinking to ourselves, you know, team of the year. Um, it does cost a lot of money to put on a big, huge uh, gala event ball. But what about doing a come on kind table quiz at a venue in a club? The same as the All-Ireland quiz night. And the proceeds would go towards putting on the gala event for the team of the year whether it be this year or the start of next year or whatever what do you think? I don't know I need to think about it Silence is golden everyone is silence I mean it's weird to cut it was after uh, putting a nuclear <laughs> bomb processing it's not processing something in here you know me I will have to process that and weigh yes. up the pros and cons but I always do that's part of my you know yeah, I need to figure out yeah how the logistics yeah how would it work but it would be a great idea a great fundraiser yeah. the, the, I, I the very same as the All Ireland one that every club would have one venue that's yeah. all they'd need yeah. to run it that would be done here in the radio over a Friday night or something the questions would go out and the clubs would get involved in this you know maybe the senior intermediate team would be there they'd bring a partner or something put in a table you know and you know, yeah. get a bit of a spirit going and a bit of a I, I it's it's, important, nice it's so well. important that club players are acknowledged. Like I mean, the it's work so important. Yeah, like it it's is. Like we've funny. tried. We, yeah. we have literally exhausted every last ounce of being that's with us to try um, corporate sponsorship, etc. We've even gone to America to see if it was possible to get a backer for it. Um, mm. 
while it's a lot of money, I mean, to some companies, it's probably not because, uh, you know, the, I, I don't know what way the tax works and what way is in it. I mean, you might be able to tell us better than them things or Paula might be able to, but like to try and get... 15k plus like out of a company at the minute because times are hard cost of living things are hard etc um, we did try and unfortunately we can't so um, we're still doing the team of the year what format that's going to take at the minute we don't know uh, we'll let you know later on but there will be an acknowledgement of players the same as we have done over the last two and seasons and these things don't run on fresh air no exactly no. that's the thing a lot of people forget that like I mean all of this is being done voluntary by all of you when it was first started and like I mean it's still voluntary and yet it is everything is voluntary that's what I'm just saying it is voluntary so like I mean maybe clubs or anybody who's listening to this might sort of be able to take on board and sort of see where we're coming from is that it's about encouraging the club player and keeping them playing camogie and like I mean we know for ourselves that girls that came up last year and mm. said they had actually thought about giving them camogie but it gave them a spurt on yeah, yeah. you know and that's that's what it's all about um, okay we have great crack along the way mm-hmm. And it is quite funny at times and we're slightly nuts along the way. But it's about recognising the girl that goes down and does the hard slog, whether it's in January, February, March, and is down in that pitch. I may never, ever be involved in any, or has never been involved in any county panel or any team. But they're your local club heroes. Mm -hmm. They're the girls that give the time to go and help out with your 14s, 16s, whatever, or your kindergarten group. And that's what... But wouldn't it be great also, as you're talking about the kindergarten groups, for the younger age groups to be able to look up and say, well, we have a club all-star in our club. Yeah. yeah. You know, that Anya Farrell is our all-star. She's brilliant. We want to look up to her. Thank you. You know, and it gives them something to aspire to I'd have as to get well down my knees to look up to her. Um... <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I took your story under there, Martin. Two, there's, this is kind of a two-pronged approach that you would have the table quiz go out over the radio. It's a social occasion for your club as well mm. to get behind your team and get behind where you could possibly have uh, nominees for the team of the year and that we would have a few bob to maybe get a bigger venue this year that we could invite, yeah. have more people in. Like we only barely could bring in yeah, I think there was some tournament last year, wasn't there? Was and in fairness to Parmesan, like the place yeah. was chocker block yeah, last absolutely. year, like, and I mean there was a hundred and something people there, like, yeah, there was more because we had, sure, we had ninety players. Yeah, we had partners, some of them, you know, yeah, there was we probably had the bones of 150, 60 people in yeah. it. And it would be grand to be able to have a bigger venue that they could all come and sit down and enjoy a night yeah. where, their cl- where their club players are recognised. Yeah. Oh, we'll be, it, listen, it's it's brilliant. You know, we see if like, if you look at, um, just take, for example, Galway Kamogi, um, they have, they do a player, a club player of the year, um, team of the year every year for the last numerous years um, and they have a function in a big hotel up there yeah. you know that's the way mm. that's the way they run it um, and you know it's 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 really good and it's, it is it's a lovely accolade for your club players to get it really is well that's the plan have a think about it mm-hmm. um, if any of the clubs are out there and they're listening what do you think would be something that you'd be interested in to get involved in a social night out and also to potentially help some of your club players that may be up for nomination or even getting uh, an All-Star award this year you never know because there is plenty of spots available and still open for that time to come 
that about sums it up here I think from ourselves in the KCLR studios for Come On Kinds this evening don't think we anything else we need to discuss people no we're actually getting a lot of reaction to this lot with Elaine um, Holan last week for the physio um, etc and so so if any other professionals is out there that's involved in sport and you would like to come on and have a chat with us about different things I don't know about data analysis GPS systems you know whatever is going on we're open we'd love to hear from you please get in contact with us email is comeonkind that's c-a-m-a-n-c-a-i-n-t at kclr96fm.com and myself or Anya will be able to take up those emails and get back to you but we're still going with the team of the year one way or another we're Coordinating or collating all the data, whatever that word is. Collating, I think it's the word you're efficient for. Jeez, you nearly be tempted to go to retirement yourself for <laughs> we, we, we just can't get the... Oh, and you did. You know, we, did. We, we can't get the information out of Paula. I Jersey this year. There'll be more. <laughs> and she says this... You're this not is, eligible. This is the third year. <laughs> you can't even be nominated, really, can no. you? No. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> we get nominated anyway. <laughs> Unless I nominate myself. <laughs> sure someone might take compassion on you. Uh, well, actually, I, I haven't submitted my list yet, but, um, you know, I mean... The Surely I'm at the top of it. You, you, you could be there. <coughs> Sorry. Jesus, me poor there. ears. Me poor ears. Sorry, I'm a cough there. Me poor ears. Paula, Paula, you're at the blow of the ear. Don't worry me. <laughs> she told me to I'm the only one wearing ear muff yokes here, like, you know, she Jeannie. She told me to do it. She said, just cough really loudly and drive Martin bloody mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh God Almighty! Do you know what we need to probably look at at some stage is th- to encourage people the shortage of referees. Yes, absolutely. I actually said Big it um, at the weekend when I was doing a presentation <laughs> in Freshford. Now we, we have someone from your club looking to come on board as a referee, which is great. We won't say who it is. To mm-hmm. be fair, it is a female, but yeah, it is brilliant. Um, but let's put things in perspective. In this county, we have four dedicated camogie referees. Four. That's right, five. Four. Oh, sorry. One is no longer with us. And oh, I don't, okay. Yeah, so four. We are depending wholeheartedly on 28 referees, GA combined codes, to help us out, right? In fairness, our buddies from Carlo, our neighbours, helped us out last week. They gave us a referee for our senior league final. They gave us a referee for an under-14 county final. They do help us out. They don't have as many matches in Carlo, so they do like to come and, you know, referee a few camogie matches as well. But we need referees, full stop. We had 10 games last Sunday. We had four referees to cover those 10 games. They were doubling up, they were tripling up. And in fairness, those lads are also doing GAA matches as well. So we're we're talking about player burnout here with a long time with overtraining and the whole lot nobody ever turn, talks about officials burnout they're mm. they're going to get burnt out as well like you have camogie you have hurling you have Gaelic football you have ladies football you know every kind of a code that's going some of our GA referees they do soccer as well like because you know it happens we need referees without them we can't have our matches so please former players anybody who is uh, thinking about the sport or whatever, you know. And it's not as big a commitment as doing coaching or anything like that. Like, I mean, it's it's even it, it, like if you had five extra referees and to do one match a week or two matches a week. 
it's entirely up to yourself how but many. But you get where I'm coming yeah. from, as in yeah. it's not as big a commitment as in if you're coaching a team, you're involved and your head, neck and shoulders involved in the whole thing and or if you're a mentor with them and you're doing A, B, C and D or, you know, logistics or planning matches or trying to sort out the bits and bobs. Whereas really as a referee, you tog off, you do your training, you go off, tog off, do your match and do fill in your referee support. So there's not as much of a draw on you. But still, I suppose, and it gives you great respect for them because the more you see referees, you're going, geez, that's not, it's not an easy job. Like, I mean, and it's getting harder, but but that shouldn't put anybody off. Like, there was a rule in the GA at one stage where each club had to provide at least one referee. I'm not 100% sure if that's still in place in the GA, but it might be something. The GA have 40 something referees in it. Like, I mean, we have some of the boys that they just they don't want to do camogie games that's fair that's enough, fair there's, enough yeah. there's no issue like they do hurling I mean they're also coaching in clubs and the whole lot I mean yeah. they can't be going out and doing everything I mean we have some now I'll t- take Liz Dempsey for argument's sake right Liz Dempsey had an under 12 game yesterday morning she done the intermediate league final yesterday afternoon and she went directly from the intermediate league final down to Skjok to do another match another underage match three matches in one day mm. for the same referee you know that's and she that's was probably we, out Saturday as well oh she would have been out Saturday yeah, yeah. but that's that's how tight things are like we we don't have the bodies to be able to cover them the amount of matches that's there at the minute we haven't got enough officials to do it and it, it's, and not, it's not a glamorous a job yeah, but, but apart the, from the fixtures trying to do fixtures is a nightmare because you can't fix a match unless you have a referee to referee it correct but it's not a, it, it doesn't look like a glamorous job but if you enjoy the sport you will enjoy refereeing if you were if you were into your hurling or you're into your camogie or whatever and you can't do it because maybe you have an injury you can't play anymore um, refereeing is a good way of keeping involved in the sport and you can get better at it. You can get very good at it. You can really enjoy it. And some referees do really enjoy it. I mean, we all love going out and doing matches and our commentaries and playing and coaching. And I mean, I was out last night umpiring for the brother. And, you know, apart from where the ground was a full slop and the whole lot. I'd be on a power trip as a referee. Oh, you'd be dangerous. I'd be be on a power trip. I'd be a nightmare of a ref. (laughs) I don't know, would you? I think you'd be very... Oh, no. Would you be whistle-happy? Oh, if I'm... Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, if I got any guff off anybody, they would be so sorry. They'd be out the garden. We well, oh, know, sure, we can't give you a guff here. Oh, no, I would. I, 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 the one thing you have to remember, and wrecks my head, is that a referee is in there to do a job. They do the job to the best of their ability. Do you actually think by giving guff to a referee that you're yeah. actually going to improve your situation? Like, I mean, you can't fix stupid lads. No, but as a referee, you can deal with that. Oh, you can. Right? But so if I, I, I have a reputation as a referee. Plain and simple. I am a B ending in an X because I won't tolerate bullshit. And people know that. So if you come at me with roaring and shouting or whatever, it's not going to be tolerated. Right. And you know, and clubs will now know that, that they won't get away with roaring and shouting at me. Whereas you have other referees that you could roar and shout away at him the whole time like, and they just they seem to put up with it why I don't know but it depends it depends on the referee itself I suppose it depends on, on the person and I suppose um, yeah I'm just thinking of one particular I won't say who he is but he has a lovely way of dealing with people he just you know if somebody starts saying something he'll come back with something as quick not in a bad way or anything but it's just you know 
well, I know my job, you don't know, you obviously don't know yours, that kind of feel to it. And then straight away, I've seen him shut down so many people on the sideline straight away. And that's it. Well, actually, when I was younger in June the 1st, my most famous line was always, there's a great view from the road. <laughs> Do you not still and use I, it? No. And actually, one of your own players at the time was actually playing with G that they were playing in three castles at a game. And I was doing it and her father was giving me, I mean, guff, guff, guff. And you now I would make, if you were like that, I'd make a holy show of you, plain and simple. But I do it in such a nice way as well that I go over and tell him, you know, great view from out there in the road and open your mouth to me again once more. And that's where you'll view it from. But that's the one thing I'd always be instilling on, on in players is that you don't open your mouth the referee if he blows the whistle you're not going to change his mouth mm, mind by actually mouthing back at him that's it's pointless like you may not agree with every decision but usually I always think unless and we don't get every decision you right you don't and they don't and it's, it's human error so like I mean it goes through you do and if you go through the whole thing it usually all balances out there swings mm. and roundabouts there. and we have no VAR and I mean if you take all the decisions <laughs> do we really I mean, want VAR we, 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 we probably do better than VAR like when it comes to it so yeah I just Anya's staying very very quiet because we're working on Anya to get her to be the next referee in Kilkenny like so you know it's it's working look, well at, it's working well at the minute it is yeah she's speechless look she's so enthusiastic yeah. she can't say anything. at least I like I told hands down no way would I be able to do a referee I admire it but I just it's I just wouldn't be able I just wouldn't be able I bet you what you like you would you're telling me now you wouldn't, but I bet you what you like you would. I could see you being a right you know what <laughs> stickler for the rules. No. Nah. No, I just I'd forget about the whistle. Let everything see, that <laughs> let it flow. No, it wouldn't even be the whistle. You'd be afraid you get if it's a good game that you get yeah. so engrossed yeah, in watching it. I would. That you'd miss things. Yeah, and I'd be just standing in the middle yeah. of the field watching. <laughs> Actually, I tell you, I was I was talking to, and again, another club uh, person belonged to you. She's a former uh, St. Lactons player she as well. Does. And I'm not saying who it is, but she passed me in the, the car the other day. And we were having a discussion uh, about referees and, you know, games and the whole lot. And she was, oh, we were on about fixtures. And I said, Jesus, I said, I've no referee in coma tomorrow. I said, would you put on your gear? I said, I can go up and do it. She said, God, she said, be liberal hurling up there now, you know, and be at it and sure. I said, Trish, all you have to do is blow the whistle for half time and full time and that'll be a clay <laughs> match. <like."> yeah. <laughs> Leave and go. You know. But Sorry, no, fresh players would be like that. We'd be very diligent. Everybody's associated with our club saying that. You know exactly very, who I'm on about We'd be now, very right? diligent. To <laughs> would you stop for yourself now? Yeah, but it's, uh, look, it's, it's a bit of, um, it is, it's a hard one to crack and I suppose it's not, it's not the most glamorous of roles, really. No. That's the problem. And no, but it is an essential role. Eh? So you won't function without it. Yeah, exactly. Like, and is it something that Kil- Kilkenny could maybe bring into their own bylaws? Would they be allowed? Was that that every club had to provide had a referee? Had to provide one. Yeah. But then you see, we had some great young whistlers a few years ago and they gave up because they got too much abuse off the line. So, mm. like, people have to be uh, respectful and... But you have to want to do it. Yeah. Like putting it in a bylaw and saying that every club has to have a referee they're going to just That's pick someone and put them in and they're stick you're talking yeah. about yeah, yeah like you know they're yeah okay we need to put a referee in you know and you're the best person we're nominating you and you can go forward first and they do everything they do the courses they pass and they get their jerseys and the gear and the whole lot and put them out into one game and I don't know maybe it's an under 12 game somebody doesn't like him they give him a bit of abuse or whatever they decide ah to hell with this you know might give it one more go and that's it they'd stop doing it then they're gone mm. yeah. if you don't if you don't actually enjoy doing it if you don't love a sport or if you don't enjoy refereeing yeah. there's no point in doing it full okay. stop because 
it'll just eat at you, mm. you know, and you you won't. You'll it'll just you'll be miserable doing it. So yeah, I think I yeah, and I, you have to be a bit mad. I I I'm fully yeah. You do have to be mad. I mean, the, we're we're all mad. You're in here. I know, but I I would think that I would actually overanalyze things too much. As in, if I thought that I'd made a decision wrong, that would weigh in on me. A yeah, bit I, well. I I guarantee you it doesn't. You may know that you've made a mistake, but you just move on to the next one, get the next one right, and be done with it. I love your earnest face, but you're just not selling it to me, Martin. Sorry. <laughs> you're not a very good salesperson. <laughs> Or maybe we're just not very good people to be selling it no. to. We're definitely probably we're the not, worst we're too. We're the wrong niche market. <laughs> or you're not the niche market. Yes. I'm a doer. I do visual things. I don't sell things. You know, I, I that's why I'm not in sales. <laughs> full stop. You know, I, I'm I'm the more practical in the things. I'd rather go out, give you a whistle, go to an under 12 training session and uh, tell you, you know, go off and referee this and see how you get on. Tell us this to Perry when you're coaching who referees the coaching matches No one I'd say Um, Say that to me again When you're you're a coach So you're you're training under 13s right and the boys team So when there's a match going on right who who referees Live mad No wonder there's unruly teams going around then We we actually would work it as a sort of a team like I mean there's one thing that my pet peeve is that throw hand pass right and the roll lift. Yeah, well, yeah, and the roll lift. But we've been known... You can't judge... You're, I shouldn't be saying this. You're basically guessing, kind of. And on, unless, as a referee, But right? if I don't see... If it looks dodgy, yeah. you know? Well, you can... Act, and, and there's a fable, right? There's some people that when they throw the ball up over their head and they palm it and they do... That's as like as if they're throwing the ball. That's not a foul. You are allowed to do that. There is a striking action on but that's between the hands. But you hand. don't see the striking But if you don't see it... but. There is players that can actually do it so quick that the slitter barely comes up off the palm of your hand and move it off. But mm. again, there has to be a visible strike on it, and I don't know. It's nearly. But I like me my pet peeve, and I I'd be like saying, oh, "Blow the whistle, burpees." <laughs> you know that that's like impossible. you just like yeah. giving them burpees. Yeah, but you know just things like that. But like I mean, you, we would you would blow a lot more, especially coming up to championship time. Um, so you do do a bit of reffing in the middle of the coaching matches no, no our, our manager, no, that was our manager does and the fable is there that the lads coming to championship that they're harder in the league than they are the championship and the championship is more liberal you find it the other way around I don't I, I just find you're a lot more conscious of fouls when it gets to this stage it's knockout like it's it's S-H-I-T or bust mm. you can say shit it is a podcast you're allowed yeah okay it's shit or bust like it's like and you can't afford like let's let's be honest with us, we're all small margins yeah small margins everybody's looking at the opposition who you're meeting what's their free ticker like what's the mm. puck out like you're looking yes. at all of these kind of things and you cannot be afford to making any mistakes at this stage do you know the hardest thing as a referee and it's not obeying the rules or keeping the rules it's actually taking the score Lads, Sean, taking the I'm score or remembering to take the score? No, no, taking, oh, taking the score. the time as well, lads. T- time is grand. If you have a stopwatch on you, um, and most of the new ones now in the whole lot are brilliant, you just set it, put it on, and off you go with it. No yeah. issues at all. But the score is a bigger issue because, I mean, you take Ballyhale and Liz Downey at the weekend, yeah. right? 4-9-3-11. So you're trying to write down a score, and it has happened, and it's happened to me on more than one occasion, even that you might put the score down the wrong spot. Yeah. 
you know, Ballyhale is after getting a point or whatever and for whatever reason there's a momentary lapse or whatever and you put it down, say Ballyhale is on the left-hand side of your notebook and Lizzione is on the right-hand side of your notebook and you just put a scratch down beside the number, put it down and Lizzione get the point and it has happened. Look, I can't keep track of scores. I'm renowned for not knowing. Like mm. people would be, uh, you know, if you're on the sideline or whatever and uh, what's the score? I don't know. Yeah, I'm terrible as well. And I actually usually have is that if you're, if we're, down we're down probably by I tell you, it could be only two points I'll have five in my head do you know the way and if you're leading we could be if you're ahead by five points I'll have that we're only ahead by two it's just I always have this I never get them right mm. never oh jeez no it's not that. that's probably the one of the hardest things about the rules and that is not I mean if you know the rules they'll, they'll come to you inside out but. actually we were out in the garage the other night in down below my, my parents house and I found a hurl now my mother Lord Merson was renowned for she'd always have a hurl in her hand and a pen and she'd write the names on the spots of the hurl and keep a record of who it was. But yeah, was one going yeah. back, I'd say it was St. Bridget's and ourselves and I'd say it was a county final because she'd see C after so I presume it was county final mm. or CF or whatever was on it and I was going I was looking I said geez that's some old hurl now like there was mildew on it and everything but you could basically still make out the actual little lines yeah, on it. just gas and all the air. Yeah and you, you just you know and to, it, it, we're even just talking about because somebody was at a match and I was watching the match and asked me what the score is and I said I don't know and she goes well you're not like your mother are you she used to always write the scores down <laughs> at the boss of the hurl and I was like mm, <laughs> let down big time but you know small things like that but I know I wouldn't have a notion about scores yeah no it is Anyway, ladies, thank you so much for joining me this evening here in the studios in KCLR. It's been a blast as always. It's it's time to go home at this stage, definitely. It's been a long, long day, but it has been an enjoyable day. Um, and we always love coming to do the podcast on the Monday. And as we always say, if you'd like anything, you know, please do get in contact with us. This is not a, a one-way street. You know, we would like a bit of engagement from yourselves as well, you know, to get involved in it um, and coming up near the knockout stages and the semi-finals and that we hopefully will be able to get a couple of managers that may potentially give us a few interviews or something in it as well so um, to herself the producer Lillian who's herself Lillian the producer yep to Paula and to Anya uh, thank you again uh, we hope that we will see you again next week enjoy the matches at the Ooh, weekend should be great all weekend emotion. very exciting <coughs> totes emotion if you, totes. Do, if you don't win don't come in here Okay. I, I don't. I don't want to see your Are sad, you? surly faces. Like they you know, I, I won't be here tonight. Win, lose, or draw. Why no. won't you be here? Of course, you will be here. So you're going to win. I predict you're going to win, like so. Well, somebody else here says we're not. So like, <laughs> hey, 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 you started. Ooh, this, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> you said Wildcat was going to win, like so. I <laughs> know. Uh, look, it's all part of it. Either either way, like I mean, it's just it's the exciting part of the it season is. now, yes, and I it love is. it. Yeah, you sort of get you like we're getting the down nitty to the nitty gritty. Yeah. yeah, this is it now. Jesus, you're even thinking what I'm about to say. It's like it's do getting do or die. Sixty minutes. That's exactly. Or as the fella says, shit or bust. Yeah. Anyway, folks, thank you so much again. Um, it's been a pleasure. Don't forget, if you want to listen in, you'll get come on, kind wherever you get your podcasts normally from. Is all you have to do is log on, subscribe, and whenever that notification goes up, you will be told, and you can have a listen into us. Bit long one this evening, so if you're going on a long journey, put us on, listen away because you're guaranteed a laugh. You might be guaranteed a cry. But you're certainly guaranteed entertainment. No, until we didn't cry this week. <laughs> until next weekend, or next week, I should say, from us all here in the case. She's rising it. She's taking it. 
Arsenal physicality wise and you know they're going into every ball there. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Oh, no!